Dr. Hendricks? I have a very quick case that's current. Just in a nutshell, this is a 60-year-old woman now. In 2003, she had a stage 1 left breast cancer. It was T1N0. It was receptor positive and HER2 positive. And she received adjuvant AC and mastectomy as her surgical therapy. Social history, very disordered social situation. She was lost to follow up last year. She was involved in some sort of motor vehicle accident and has been dealing with that on a legal basis and personal basis and was lost to follow up. Showed up in the office fairly recently with an axillary mass in the contralateral axilla. And just in a nutshell, she now has a stage 3A contralateral breast cancer with T2N2 in the new staging system with six positive nodes. I forgot to say she's been on adjuvant tamoxifen. And this new primary is ERPR positive, and she is HER2 fish amplified with a ratio of six. And so I've been struggling really with the recommendation for adjuvant therapy. She would be an ideal candidate for the TCH arm of the BCIRG 006 trial. Since she's prior anthracycline treated, you would not want to use an anthracycline, but we do have data from Slayman's BCIRG trial. So Taxotere 75, carboplatin AUC of 6, Herceptin weekly during chemotherapy, 6 cycles, then followed by Q3-week Herceptin, and you deal with the local issues she'd be a candidate for if she has had a mastectomy, chest wall radiation therapy. And then hormonal therapy, I'd use an AI. Mm -hmm. Dabu, agree, disagree, or in between? This is a poster child for TCH. TCH. While we're talking about TCH, what is your take to both of you in terms of in a chemo or treatment-naive patient TCH versus the AC, taxane, trastuzumab trials? We have the BCRG006 data that, quote, there's no statistically difference between TCH, and yet you look at those curves and there seems to be a difference. Dabu, what's your take on it? Well, it is true. Statistically, there's no difference according to the statistical plan, although keep in mind that the criteria are pretty rigid for interim analyses. Nevertheless, because it's really the first published adjuvant regimen using a non-anthracycline in this situation, TCH specifically, I think we have to be cautious about it. I think it's a reasonable regimen to use in someone where you're concerned about cardiac toxicity, certainly in this case in someone who's anthracycline pretreated. But for the most part, I am not using it up front. And the same thing goes with patients who are, for example, topo 2 non-amplified. I think that as we get more data, that might be an important marker to pick a candidate that maybe you might use TCH in, but at the current time, I think we need a little more data. So I think it's still a promising regimen. I'm not discouraged by the fact that it seems to be visually a little bit lower, but by the same token, because we have much less experience with it, the AC Taxol is still my preferred backbone. Do you think the Topo 2 thing is going to actually play out over the next few years? I think it will because there are other lines of evidence that have suggested this. So Yorma Isola's group has published and just recently had another publication in JCO looking at the relationship of topo-2 to anthracycline responsiveness. So it's coming from other quarters, too. And we've known for many years that if you experimentally overexpress topo-2 in cell line cultures, they are more sensitive to doxorubicin. So I think it probably will pan out. The question is how big will that effect be? And is it going to be enough to be clinically useful in decision-making? Getting back to your TC versus AC thing, Joanne, you know, where one of the issues there is cardiac toxicity. And actually at ASCA, there were more data presented on cardiac effects of anthracyclines that looked a little bit, I think, worse than what we heard before. Is right. that your take? That was a paper from UT Galveston and MD Anderson, Giordano was the first author. And that was very interesting because it showed an increased cardiac toxicity for the 60 to... 
66-year-old group. It was in that period, 60 to 70. If you were over 70, there was an impact of AC on cardiac toxicity, but there was a significant risk of congestive heart failure that was related to AC, which I agree I hadn't appreciated. The number I always used to quote was less than 1%, but I think in that trial it was about 2 to 3% in that ballpark. The other thing is there's an increased risk of myelodysplasia and leukemia with anthracycline, and that came out at ASCO also. There's a slight increased risk with cytoxan, 1.6 relative risk, and the risk with anthracycline was 2 to 3, no increased risk with taxanes. So if you think about the TC regimen, if you knew that there wasn't an confounding effect of TOPO2, then you would feel very comfortable about this. And I've asked Steve Jones whether he plans to pursue this with Slayman to look for TOPO2 impact for that trial, but he claims that we don't have the blocks set up ahead of time and at a community base, that they throw the blocks away, you can't always get them. It's done not just at our site, but throughout the whole U.S. oncology network. So to be able to track down those blocks, I think, would be a problem. It speaks to the importance of having blocks up front, because I think this is a really important issue. Since the short-term benefit is there, and you don't have the cardiac risk, and you don't have the myelodysplasia leukemia risk, it seems very attractive. But if you're missing a whole group of people who would benefit from an anthracycline, as was suggested by the MA5 data, then that would be a problem. I'm really interested in this TOPO2 thing, because not only did it show that there was a problem if it was amplified, but also if it was deleted, and which I don't understand.